All right, welcome in to the backyard spiral. Um, thought it's been it's been a while since we uh since we did our our, our last one last episode here. It has um, a bunch of stuff has happened. Um, none of it too good on it for me in terms of sports. You know, uh, <laughs> yeah. obviously the the national championship game, um, Michigan uh won hand, handedly. Um, they beat Washington 34 to 14. I was not happy about that. I think our defense for the most part played pretty well. It was just our offense was, um, we, we weren't able to get anything going offensively. I think it was a testament to their defensive line and especially to their D tackles. They were, uh, collapsing the pocket there pretty consistently. We weren't able to um, yeah, I think our running back Dylan Johnson was still feeling a little bit of um, effects from his injury the week prior, so we couldn't get a run game established. Um, so they knew it was it was going to be pass heavy, um, and they were able to do a good job of of not letting Michael Penix ever get into a rhythm. Um, you know that was the national championship. I think obviously hats off to Michigan. Uh, good for them. You're probably not happy about that. You know, you, you being an Ohio State fan. I was fully rooting for you guys and everything I was scared of happening just happened. I didn't want you yeah. guys to get down early. You got down early. They broke away all those freaking big runs that they always do with Donovan Edwards and everything that they needed to get done. Like, kind of like you said, they just got it done and it looked like playing from behind is not something you want to do in any sport or at any level, so yeah, yeah, no, um, so that that wasn't fun, um, but I think the more interesting stuff, and you know, there there's a you know, obviously college football season's over, college basketball, we'll talk about it. I don't know in February, March, right now, it's yeah, kind facts. of ho hum, <laughs> <laughs> no great teams out there, you know, it's kind of whatever. Um, LeBron's son Bronny's been playing at USC, um. You know, which is which is really good. Obviously, he had a he suffered cardiac arrest. Um, exactly. I think in the summer. Um, so it's it's great to see that he's recovering and he's, you know, healthy enough to be playing and all that. So so shout out Bronny. But um, college basketball is kind of whatever. The NBA. The NBA is what it is. Look, we, I think the NBA is the type of sport where, like, for me at least, and I think I've said this before, things really ramp up. After the all-star break, exactly when teams, you know, go down to the trade deadline, they make their trades, they they try to improve their rosters. Um, I think the NBA kind of had the script has has uh, or it's 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 been um, the season is unfolded according to the script coming into the season. We knew Boston was going to be really good out east we knew that uh denver was going to be really good out west um there have been some surprise teams but i think the teams uh that are at the top now uh, of of both conferences are kind of to be um expected uh especially out east you have boston milwaukee's up there now philly's been good and then it's kind of a drop off to the next yep. group so we'll we'll see how things play out i, I still think a lot of those teams are flawed and they need to make some changes. The Lakers are completely out of it. They're done. They're they can't get anything going. I was hoping they'd be able to get on that hot streak 
late October, they looked like they were getting hot. I'm like, oh, they're hitting the stride earlier this year. So I hope they can, they can kind of continue it. But they, I read online that they actually had since like Christmas or something like that, they've actually had a worse record than the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. So they got to get something going because come they don't uh, have playoff talent. time, they might not be in the playoffs if they keep they, this up. They don't have talent. You have a 40-year-old LeBron, uh, 39, whatever. And, you know, he can still, like, sometimes, like, he can still play like a top it's not enough. Yeah. five player, top 10 player. But, yeah, not every night. And that's wrong for you to expect that of him. And Anthony Davis has actually been really good this year. But, again, he's not a guy that's a primary ball handler. He's not a person that you run your offense through. That's always going to be LeBron for them. Um and they just don't have the talent around them. They don't have the talent defensively to match up against some of these teams, and they don't have anybody outside of those two guys who can get a bucket on the offensive end. Yep. Um, so they're done. The Clippers are interesting. We'll we'll see what happens in the playoffs, right? The NBA is one of those things that, like, prove it in the playoffs. So KC, um, Minnesota, you guys are a good story. Obviously, I think um, uh, exactly. Shea and uh, Ant, they're incredible. They're great players. Um, Luca's been doing his thing, but you know what? We've seen all these things before. Um, exactly. You know, we we've seen great regular seasons before. Go do it in the playoffs, right? So, like, I think the NBA will heat up um, once these teams kind of realize their flaws and once they try to make some trades to to negate some of those, and then we'll see going into the playoffs and in April. Um, who's, you know, who's the cream of the crop, what matchups are going to be the hardest to deal with. I said, I've, I said this at the beginning of the season or before the beginning of the season, I think it's true now. I don't know. I don't know who your, uh, finals picks were mine. I'm going to ride with Denver and Milwaukee. Um, I'm, I'm still going to do that. Although Milwaukee is flawed. They do have defensive yep. issues, but Celtics to me right now, they're just not looking that great. Like they beat up on these bad teams. They can probably win by like 50. They kind of they're kind of like the Dolphins of the NBA to me. Like they they have this great offense on paper. They should be scoring this many points. And they do. They'll blow out like probably these middle of the pack teams, like the uh Spurs and all those guys. And but they're never gonna like compete against the big dogs and you kind of saw it when they played the bucks a few weeks ago they the bucks were playing so well that theonis antikumpo got playing time in the third quarter but they sat all their <laughs> starters they were up by like 40 it was wild but i think my prediction at the beginning was it was lakers on the west i know and that's looking Jeez. horrible right now so they <laughs> they might even miss the playoffs we'll see what go down what goes down with that i'm kind of hoping they get trey young in like some trade package. Not that that will solve anything, but I think they just need to get some new energy, some new offensive stuff going for them. And this Austin Reeves thing isn't going to go forever because he, when he's hot, he's hot. He just has those stretch of games when I'm watching Laker games where it's just so easy for the defense to just stop him from getting the ball even. So it mm -hmm. forces LeBron AD to just have to put up these turnaround mid-range shots it's just a level of shooting isn't what i want it to be and i think trey young might be able to help move the ball stretch the court but that's a topic for another time but i think on the east i forget who my pick was i'll have to go back to the old pod when we made our picks and see but if i had to make it right now i 
probably agree with the Bucks. I think Philly's another team that's good in the regular season. They just something always happens to them in the playoffs, whether it be an injury or they just a star just seems to vanish. I remember a few years ago to a young Hawks team, they got bounced in the first round to the Hawks team and didn't even end up making um it to the Eastern Conference final. And I can't remember the last time they did make it to the Eastern Conference final now that I think about it. But yeah, so I th- I think my picks will probably be right right now it'd probably be pretty pretty similar to yours with n- Nuggets who are firing on all cylinders and the Bucks. I can probably agree with that. All right, let's talk about the bigger stories at least at least in, in my opinion right now. Yep. Um is all the coaching changes at the the NFL level and at the college football level. Um obviously the biggest ones um Coach Bill Belichick was let go by the Patriots. Coach Pete Carroll uh, let go by the Seahawks. And then you had Mike Vrabel out in Tennessee. Um, And then at the college level, the GOAT, um, Nick Saban, (laughs) legitimately the greatest college coach of all time, Nick Saban, seven-time national champ, uh, out at Alabama, who's probably been the best college football program over the last 25 years um and that led to a domino effect of yep. our guy at washington kalen DeBoer, took the alabama job you can't blame him i think alabama is probably legitimately the best job in the country uh as far as college football coaching goes you have the absolute best um recruiting base in the country in the southeast um I think Alabama is and has been the prim, the premier program in the SEC. I mean, even with Georgia coming up, um, you know, even with, with LSU having le- uh, or uh, uh, Brian Kelly and all that, I still think it's Bama is, is the, the big dog of that conference. Um, Kalen DeBoer, wish him luck when, when he goes down there. I think he's an incredible coach. Um, it, it's led to a whole domino effect. You know, obviously Washington – uh, signed Jed Fish to be the next head coach from Arizona. Um, who so actually a did a yeah, and he and he did a really good job at Arizona. I think when he came there, he was one and eleven, and then last year he was five and or two years ago he's five and seven, and last year he was ten and three. So he's okay. he's a coach that has an upward trajectory. I think he's probably if there's a silver lining for us, he's probably a better recruiter than Kalen DeBoer is. Um, and that's not going to be a problem for Kalen at Alabama because I think Alabama exactly itself. But um, but I think you know for us maybe down the line it's going to take some time um because we we're just talent depleted right now we we really don't have I think we have like half uh of the scholarships uh that that are afforded to you so I think we have like forty some players on scholarship and you can have up to eighty something according to the NCA. So like we we don't have any talent. I think it's going to take us a couple of years, but hopefully Jed Fish the, is the guy, but um you know, I think the NFL is actually w- what's more interesting because you have Bill Belichick available as a coach. Um obviously Pete Carroll, you have Mike Vrabel who's an excellent coach. You also have Love Mike. people like Jim Harbaugh, right? Who's probably he's got nothing else left to do in college. He probably wants to go back and try to win a, a Super Bowl. So 
Um, what what are your feelings on some of the coaching openings and s some of the things that that might open up? Because you saw in the playoffs, like the Cowboys lost. I Oh think yeah, uh, yeah, McCarthy's we'll get into that. fired. You know, we'll, let, let's talk me through some of the, some of your thoughts on that. Yeah, so obviously, kind of like you said, the big one is uh, Bill Belichick. And from what it sounds like, it doesn't sound like he's ready to leave the NFL quite yet. He still has like another, he still wants to try out another team. And from what I've heard, it looks like he might be going to the Falcons, which I don't know how well that's going to work out for him. Much respect to Bill Belichick. He's a great coach, but I don't see any future right now for, um, or uh, at least in these recent upcoming years of the Falcons and what they can do. So he would have to bring in a lot of people, but the one that uh, seemed to shock a lot of the players, and I don't even know too much about him, obviously an Ohio state guy, but Mike Vrabel, I was watching the podcast with uh, Taylor Lewan and he was shook that um, Tennessee moved on from him. He seemed like uh, uh, the way everyone's been talking. It's is um, Mike was a great coach. He had the locker room. The players loved him and he just kind of, was made out to be the scapegoat. So I kind of want to keep an eye on where he goes. There's been talks of um, him filling other positions at uh, New England, of him filling position at, kind of like you mentioned, if the Cowboys do move on, Mike Rabel would be a great pickup there. So wherever he goes, that'd be a great one. And a few other ones that we didn't mention that uh, got fired were uh, Ron Rivera of the Washington Commanders. Yeah. They decided to move on for him. Didn't do too much there. Um, went 26, 40, and one over four seasons there. So that's kind of expected. For And Dallas, Arthur yeah. Smith for the Atlanta Falcons, obviously they moved on with him. And uh, Chargers, I Brandon Staley was another Yeah, one that was fired. I think. Um. So so the the Patriots job has been filled. They they hired they promoted Gerard Mayo to, Oh, did they? Okay, uh, okay. head coach. Yeah, and I think. They said that it was kind of in his contract already that he was going to be the successor to Bill Belichick. I don't see Bill going to um, going to Atlanta because I think Atlanta, you have the same problem. You don't have a quarterback, Exactly. right? In the NFL, you're not going to be able to trade for a quarterback because if any quarterback is worth trading for, that team's not getting rid of them, right? So... That's true. I understand they have a good roster outside of the quarterback, but I think they have the eighth pick this year. So it's not like they're going to have their the, the pick of the litter in terms of quarterbacks um, in the draft. I don't see them going. I think the team that makes the most sense for Bill Belichick is the Chargers because um, I think they have an established coach. I think the Chargers problem has been more of a coaching issue in terms of like Staley just makes some dumbass decisions, right? Like, Yeah. Going for it, it's like those type of like going for it on your own side of the fifty yard line, like tr trying to get a touchdown when you have a clear three points. It's a it's early in the game. It's like, bro, just you know what I mean. Like Yeah, yeah. some of those He doesn't old make smart school moves. things, he doesn't make those smart moves. And I think they have a lot of talent on their defense with like Der Derwin James, Joey Bosa, Julio Mack. Um, I think that defense is underperformed. And I think Bill Belichick is legitimately the best X's and O's defensive coach ever. And so I think if he, I think if he went to, um, if he went to the Chargers, I think the Chargers instantly become a a much better team. And especially considering the fact that, like, you know, the Chiefs aren't what they were a few years ago. Obviously, they still have Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey. 
seems to be just half a step slower now. So it's not like the Chiefs are as unbeatable as they were when they had Cheetah and Pat Mahomes obviously is still yeah. there, but they had a better roster a few years ago. So I think um, I think Bill Belichick going there makes a lot of sense to me. He might go to um, the Raiders, and I know he's always like Jimmy G, but like I don't know if Jimmy G's the guy. Yeah. Um, what's what's interesting is like what's going to happen with Philadelphia, right? Because they just got blowed out right like it wasn't even close to baker yeah to baker yeah and so it's like do you do you fire uh sirianni right like that's what the fans are calling for yeah something's got to change right like there's something off in philadelphia um i actually don't think it's as great a roster as as other people might think obviously they have stars at like quarterback receiver and running back but beyond that, uh, Jason Kelsey said he's going to retire. I think their offensive line is going to take a step back. Mm -hmm. Their defense ha has taken a few steps back. So, like, yeah, I think I would like to see Bill Belichick go to uh, the Chargers, although I think the Chargers have interviewed uh, Jim Harbaugh. I think someone like Jim Harbaugh makes a lot of sense for the Dallas Cowboys because I think he's a big enough personality that he wouldn't be so worried about kind of some of the BS or some of the pressure that comes from Jerry Jones. Um, you know, I think he, he makes a lot of sense there. Uh, I think Brable is actually a good coach for someone like um, Washington or someone like Arizona or uh, uh, um, uh, Atlanta. Some of these teams that are younger, that have some talent that, you know, can take that can use a young coach to kind of grow the team. Yeah, true. Uh, the, the, the one thing I want to say for Bill Belichick, man, Belichick has taken a lot of heat and a lot of shit recently, obviously, because Brady went to um, the Bucks and won a Super Bowl. And Belichick, you know, the Patriots really kind of fell off the rails um, in his absence. Now, and, and because of that, people are saying, oh, it was Brady all along and Belichick wasn't really that responsible. First of all, I want to say, go watch those first three Super Bowls. Because it was not, you know, Tom Brady, the guy who ended up throwing 50 touchdowns in a season and multiple MVP and all that. It was a young Brady. It was really a defensive team with defensive superstars all over the field. And that's how they won. So, like, let's not take all that credit away from Coach Bill. And here's the other thing I want to say. When Brady went to the, the Bucks, and I don't want to take anything away from Brady. Tom Brady's the GOAT. Right, Tom Brady's a goat. I'm not taking anything exactly. away from him, but Tom Brady went to a situation that was tailor made. Right, they had an excellent defense, especially an excellent defensive line, um, that really showed up in the Super Bowl when they kept getting after Pat Mahomes. They had Mike Evans, who's a Hall of Fame receiver. Um, they had Chris Godwin. They they had a team that I think they went eight and eight the year before, and it was like uh uh the hell's his name man james winston threw 30 picks and they went oh yeah yeah <laughs> right? it was 30, yeah, it was 30 interceptions so like uh tom brady kind of went into a perfect situation for him to be the missing piece right that could take that team to the super bowl and credit to him he did it i'd love to see bill belichick go into kind of a tailor-made situation where like 
They have a good GM. They have a good roster already. They just need a coach to kind of get everything together. And let's see if Bill Belichick ends up winning a Super Bowl without Tom Brady. I think that's what I'd be excited for. Um, obviously, on a a personal note, um, I got to talk about Coach Pete Carroll. Um, yeah, can't believe it. Can't. It, it it was kind of a weird thing because I think him and John Snyder are so close, um, you know, and, and I think they still remain close, but it's just one of those situations where Pete Carroll, 72, we just don't have the roster that's going to win in the next couple of years. So it's, so from an ownership standpoint, I can understand that they, they kind of just said, all right, we need a young person to come in, a young coach that's going to then, put his 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 fingerprints on this roster in terms of you know Geno Geno Smith cool story good quarterback he's not winning you a super bowl and yeah. he's an older quarterback so he's not going to be around forever right um the rest of the roster certainly has some holes and some flaws in it we've never really figured out a pass rush um we've we haven't figured out our offensive line properly um so I think those things are going to be – they're going to require a coach who's able to come in and kind of stay for the long haul and really be able to develop. I know we're interviewing a lot of um, defensive coordinators. We're interviewing Dan Quinn and um, I think a couple guys. And not to say that DCs aren't the way to go because, like, just look at the Texans and D'Amico Ryans, who's, to me, the coach of the year this year. Um, you know, he's a defensive guy, and he's he's – done a great job with the Texans but I'd like to see us go in a different direction where we have one of these fresh minds these offensive guys come in um obviously probably not take a quarterback this year we have the 16th pick but um really over the next year the next couple of years as as our team probably is going to continue to get worse in terms of record um I think it's time for a total refresh I think it's time to get a new you know Top of the first round, top 10, top five pick at quarterback. Totally start all over. Something like your boys, the Bengals did with Joe. Joey yep, B. had to. Um, it, it, and I think that's the best way to go about it, right? It's like you get a young quarterback, and if they can be good early, and, and, and we've seen now that quarterbacks can really start being good early. Joe Burrow did that with the Bengals. Pat Mahomes, obviously C.J. Stroud this year has been incredible. Um. I think that's the best way to go about trying to sustain success in the NFL. I think that's where we're at. I think, unfortunately, we're up in the Pacific Northwest. Football is going to suck for the next couple of years, <laughs> both uh, college and pro. Yeah, well, you guys say exactly. And uh, kind of going off that, um, what you said as well, I don't know what pick he's projected to even go at, but what if the Seahawks did a situation like how kind of like the Pittsburgh Steelers took the hometown kid and Kenny Pickett, would you like them taking Penix? What oh, do you dude. think? Absolutely. I think the one reason I don't think we'll do that, first, two reasons. One, I think Michael Penix is actually going to be a top 10 pick. For all the injury really? and all that type of stuff, he's going to be what? Let's say I think he's going to be around 25 when he starts his first NFL season. But people talk about, oh, he's old. He's Who really gives a shit, right? Like, if he's that good, which I think he is, like everything in terms of production and performance at the college level would suggest that he is. 
if he's that good, you get five years of a of a guy who can potentially have the talent to get you to a Super Bowl, I think you take it. So I think he's going to end up being a top 10 pick, maybe even top five. Um, so that's one reason. The other reason is, I think if you take Michael Penix Jr., you got to start him now because, but because he is going to yeah. be twenty five, right? So like that part of it is true. Like you don't take Michael Penix Jr. and then do the Jordan Love thing where he sits around for three years, right? Honestly, you don't take any of these quarterbacks in the top of the first round and and just have them sit around. But the Geno situation then kind of puts a wrench in it because it's like. You're paying Gino a lot of money. Either you cut him, which you're not going to do because that's a lot of dead money, or you just kind of keep just ride it out with him, right? I think so. I'd love to see Michael Penix stay in the Pacific Northwest, be the Seahawks quarterback. I don't think it's going to happen, um, just because of where things stand with our roster right now. Uh, we're kind of in this like in between of like we're not bad enough to be a top five pick, but we're not good enough yeah. to make the playoffs. Or do any damage in the playoffs. I think we're in the worst spot. I think um, John Snyder, our GM, is a really competitive guy and all that. But I think from an ownership standpoint, someone should come in and just say, hey, it's okay to suck for a while (laughs) if we have an end goal in mind. We really need to get younger. We need to get cheaper in terms of, uh, you know, we're, we're paying a lot of money at a lot of different positions. And those players aren't performing or maybe won't perform going into the future like we need them to. So I think the goal for the next couple of years should just be ride it out with Gino, see what it can get you. Hopefully we're we're kind of trending in a downward direction from here. Cause I just don't think we have the roster to do any damage in the Yeah, playoffs. not yet. I'd rather that we start getting closer to a top five pick or a top 10 pick. Not that that's a guarantee of anything. Obviously we saw with, um, with Bryce young this year, he's, he hasn't so far, he hasn't worked out, but I think the closer you get to the top five and top 10, the, 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 the likelihood, the percentage kind of increases of getting a player that's going to really be able to make an impact. Um, so I think that's where things stand with us. Um, I fully agree. I want to ask, but what I was going to say, okay. What I was going to say was um, getting that top five pick is pretty crucial because, but from a fan's perspective, it just sucks riding through those one or two seasons that your team's just bad. And I remember when um, we, the year before we drafted Burrow, we, I think maybe won one game. We were 0 and 8. And I probably will, I still watch the games, but it's just, you don't know if you want your team to win because it, it's a weird situation because you know you want that first-round pick. And um, so that was the main point that kind of helped us get to where we are now. And the other point was it was kind of a blessing in disguise, but when uh, Joe's rookie year, when we were playing the commanders and he gets hurt, that kind of led us to lose out the rest of the games, and we ended up picking Jamar Chase, who – Chase, yeah is one of the main reasons that quarterback wide receiver duo, or is the main reason why we even went to the Super Bowl. So I think you just got to ride out these next one, two years. And kind of like you said, just you need those high picks because not that there isn't stars after those high picks because we found out that there definitely are, but it's just more of a secure, more of a guaranteed pick than um, the later rounds. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think um, it at, 
from a fan perspective, obviously you want to just you want to be in the Super Bowl every year. You want to be winning Super Bowl every year, but it just doesn't happen, right? Like exactly. We had an incredible roster to start the 2010s, right? With all those, you know, future Hall of Famers guys like obviously Bobby Wagner still on the team, uh, Russell Wilson, uh, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Cam Chess. Like we had superstars, right? We only won one Super Bowl. We went yeah. to two, lost one, won one. We only have one Super Bowl to show for it, right? So it's like, Winning a Super Bowl is a really, really hard thing. And the, the, immediately when you win a Super Bowl, then everybody needs to get paid, right? Like, like you got to pay a quarterback <laughs> and you got to pay all these other positions. So it's like it's so hard to win and sustain that winning. I think the best way to do it is to have a young, young roster and especially a young quarterback. So I think. Yeah, you know, from a fan perspective, obviously, like, it sucks to watch those, like, two and, and 15 seasons or whatever the hell. But, like, I'd, I'd rather take opinion. it. Exactly, because I'm not a bandwagon fan. I'm going to stick around. It's not like I'm going to start exactly. rooting for another <laughs> team. you got to think about the long play. Um, I want to ask you, we'll, and we can kind of end up on this, but um, now that we've seen the wild card weekend, um, what are your thoughts on the the – the playoffs who do you think is is looking good or who do you think is going to go to the super bowl and all that yeah so first off what a great wild card weekend with all these amazing upsets a few close games and i just loved watching each and every single game and the one game that i want to shout out real quick is the rams lions game because for the longest time the Bengals held the record for most years without a playoff win and our last win was 1990 and we kind of passed it down to the Lions. so every time the Lions would get a win during the regular season or they obviously balled out during the regular season the announcers the media would always say but what are they going to do in the playoffs are they going to be able to get over that hump get that win all that stuff and they were so the Lions now got that win and they now passed it to the Miami Dolphins, so they now hold the record. But I think that was such a huge win for the city of Detroit, for the Lions, because I know what it feels like to be going to the playoffs all these years and just doing nothing. So first off, happy for the Lions. And for the team that I think is going to win, and I, I'll start out with the team I want to win. I think going forward, since the Bengals aren't in it, I think I'm going to ride with the Buffalo Bills. I just love love Josh Allen and I love their team and they beat the Steelers. So that helps me love me even more, but that's who I want to win. But who I think is going to win. I hope it's not a uh, Niners chiefs super bowl. Cause I really don't want the chiefs to win. And I really don't want the Niners to win either, but we'll see how that goes. I'm hoping the boy CJ Stroud can, continue to make a run because that game wasn't even close either 45 to 14 against an experienced Joe Flacco not saying he played that great but two pick sixes obviously he didn't play that great but um CJ Stroud's proved that he can he's better than an average rookie he's he's smarter than an average rookie is the main thing I saw him a lot of times throw away the ball he's not forcing a lot of plays is the big thing and I think they played the Ravens now so that's going to be the hardest matchup I can possibly imagine. Who do you think is going to go? Because 
kind of like you pointed out earlier, another Super Bowl favorite was the Eagles, and they got dismantled by Baker Mayfield and the Buccaneers. So it's kind of no telling who's going to survive even this upcoming weekend. Yeah, I think it's I think it's really hard to predict the NFL playoffs just because like so many random like a pick six is a complete game changer and it's just one it play, is. right? Um or, or like a fumble return or it, so it's like it's sometimes like football can be so random. Um but I think I I'll I'll go with the favorites coming in. I'll go with the Ravens and the Niners. I think the reason is um for from from the Niners perspective, both teams have incredible defenses, right? First and foremost, I think in the playoffs like your defense travels, your defense is kind of able to be a little bit more consistent. Um so I think the defenses are just really good. First of all, and and I don't see any elite offenses left um, to beat yep. them. You know, although the Bills, you, you know, you can say all oh, the Bills can be very good. Um, the Chiefs, maybe not so much. That that might be more of a historic thing. And we saw the Texans go off, but I don't think that can consist. They can all consistently do that against teams like Baltimore and I agree. Niners. And I think from an offensive standpoint. Both those teams have so many and such unique weapons, right? Like for the Niners, um, you have McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle. Like all this goes on, all, yeah. all those guys can score, um, and they can score in different ways. And they don't need to have Brock Purdy be like throwing forty-yard darts to win. Exactly. It can be like it can be as easy as like a swing pass to McCaffrey like a screen to Debo and that can go for a long touchdown. Right. So like they have multiple ways of beating you offensively um, and they're kind of unique to game plan for. And then similarly with the, with the, the um, with the Ravens, I think their run game is so complicated um, because like you have your running backs like Hill and all those guys, but then Lamar is an additional threat all the time where like, you can't really go like, you can't really guard Lamar the same way you do with other people in terms of like blitz packages and stuff. Cause you don't really want to start going downhill on Lamar, especially with your linebackers. Cause if he gets past your, your, uh, your first line of defense, then he's gone. Right. Yeah, so, exactly. And I think he's really improved as a passer. Now he's like one of the best passers in the league. Um, and he has the weapons to, to make it hurt. If you, you know, if you then, rely too much on his his running um he can you know zay flowers has been incredible um isaiah quickly the tight end like he's been he's been really good and all that so like i think those are the best teams but anything can happen i mean you know like we had some pretty surprising results i don't think anybody thought the packers were going to beat the cowboys um or even with the with the browns and texans game um, yeah. it'll, it'll be fun to, to watch the playoffs continue. Um, and weather will play a role, um, especially with San Francisco. Um, cause like, you know, actually no, San Francisco is going to have all home games, right? They're hosting. Yeah. They're, they're hosting yeah, the Packers they'll be week. fine. They'll be fine. But weather, weather can still play a role with, with the other teams and it just creates different matchups and stuff. Right. Um, and some teams match up with um, 
with others a little bit better. Detroit, I want them to continue. I like that story. Oh, so. uh, it was kind of cool that Jared Goff beat the the Rams because they kind of got rid of him. Like, God, this ain't the guy, <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, and then he goes in, um, and, and and or they were in Detroit, but they they beat him, so that was cool. Um, but I think this is probably close to the end of the line for Detroit. Um, I think the cream is really going to start rising to the top. The Bills. Now you you talked about the Bills. I have an issue with the Bills, man. What's that? The Bills always kind of play down to their level of competition, right? Like, yeah. I think they just get comfortable because even in the Steelers game, I was really hoping they would just keep going. They went up 21-0, and then I'd be checking the score, and it was like an eight-point game. Steelers had the ball. They yeah. do always – I, they always come out shooting. Like Josh Allen just goes um, – he had a big 61-yard run for a touchdown. They just always make those plays. I do think they get comfortable, but I think here when, you're gonna, when they're going to play the Chiefs this Sunday, you just – you can't really play down to the Chiefs. They have Patrick Mahomes. No, no matter who else is on that roster, as long as they have Patrick Mahomes, right. I think the Bills kind of have a chip on their shoulder too with how uh, the last meeting against the Chiefs happened as well and cost them a trip to the Super Bowl when they lost in overtime and they didn't even get the ball back. So I think now the Bills kind of remember that. So I'm I'm hoping that they can pull together a full full quarters because they're not going to beat the Chiefs like they beat the Steelers. They're not going to be able to just run the clock down. They're not going to be able to go up three touchdowns. That's pretty ridiculous. So I'm just hoping they can go together four quarters. And kind of like you said, not that it affects the Chiefs too much because they play in cold weather too, but this is in Buffalo. So I'm hoping that there's a great atmosphere, great uh, crowd, and there's probably going to be a lot of snow as we saw last week. They had to hire fans to mm-hmm. even shovel it off the field, which is pretty crazy. So we'll see what happens in that one. I think I, I think that's the most interesting game to me this week. Yeah, so I, I agree with you on that. I think that that's probably going to be the closest game uh, of the week, and it's, it's the one with the best quarterback matchup, right? Um, um, I, I think Mahomes is the best, obviously Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. He's yep. historically great in terms of, you know, he's got two Super Bowls. He's been to three. He's crazy talented. Um, and more so than Josh Allen, but I think Josh Allen's really, really great as well. So, um, it'll be interesting to see, like, can Josh Allen finally beat Mahomes in the playoffs or is it just Man, I hope so. like, He's just, you know, he can, he just, Mahomes just has this number type of thing. Um, I think this is the best part of the, the, the sports year, right? Like college, uh, or, oh, um, exactly the, the NFL playoffs, um, are, are kind of like my favorite part. You're just watching all these games. So, um, we'll continue to watch, um, all the way to the Super Bowl, obviously. And then, you know, maybe from there, we'll, we'll start talking a little bit more about some more international stuff, uh, but as far as right now, I think my head is totally in into the call or the keep saying college football playoff, but <laughs> yeah. uh, to to the NFL playoffs, man. This is this is gonna be, um, th- and it's already been great. Like some some of the games have already been crazy. So kind of like you said, a lot of big matchups coming this week. I'm excited to see see how my team for the month, and then hopefully the next month, the Buffalo Bills perform, and uh, I think that covers it. We'll be back next week. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you next time.